you're listening to the Way Community Church Lakeland podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. Some wonderful stuff to you. Yesterday was awesome. Serve Lakeland, man, holy moly. Uh, It makes me proud to see people that are willing to, to... just go out of the way and like Trey said, be the church. It was pretty rad. I passed several other churches this weekend that was doing festivals. And, but it was neat to see that we were doing it for a community, not even for our own community. And to see you guys out there just loving people, quite, quite, quite beautiful. It made me so proud of, of who we are and what we're doing. And um, man, I have so many things I want to share with you. Um, first of all, um, when I just at we are going to do an update next week on the church finances. So where we are in relationship to the building fund, believing God for this miracle, I will say uh, Brady cannot be here with us today, so I will not give the exact dollar because those of you that know me know that I won't get it right anyway, right? And so anyhow, um, Brady, uh, he did tell me that last month, it is cool for y'all to know that we did have a record giving month last month. So pretty jazzed up to see what's going to go down with that, man. Uh, thank you guys so much, man, for all of the giving that you guys do here, man. Like it's really, it's inspiring to know that like we see God in our midst, you know, cloud by day fire by night and God is just in our community. I'm so thankful to see his covering over our church, you know. Uh, but a couple of things I want to ask if we could just take a couple moments and pray for. One, uh, we want, do want to pray for Brady. He's, he's at home watching online. You better text in, bro. We're watching. I'm just saying. Uh, but he's, uh, he hurt his back uh, last week and so he's not been with us and he's been kind of really in a bad situation. And so we want to see that he does a full recovery. But almost even more importantly, uh, we're, we're praying for Phil and, and for Pat. Uh, Phil had surgery this week, and we're asking that God would do a full recovery in him. And uh, he's just in a, a situation right now where we need a miracle in his body. Amen? And so uh, we're people of pray. We're people that believe that, that the miraculous is not like this crazy supernatural event. Actually, for those of us that are believers, the supernatural is actually just natural. Amen? Uh, it's what God does. It's who he is. And um, we believe that God is going to move in Phil's life. want to pray for him really quick. But also, before we pray for Phil, I just want to tag really quick uh, a little announcement. We want to pray for the Bendel family. Some of you guys remember the Bendels. They are missionaries of our church. They were members of our church for a few years. Um, and just they, Paul Bendel went home to be with the Lord yesterday. And, uh, you know, while that's... Um, we will miss him, but we're also so thankful to know that my man Paul is is uh, interrogating the people of heaven right now. If you if you know Paul, man, he's he's uh, he's a crazy character. And so, uh, anyways, we just I just want to pray for Phil and for and for the Bendale family real quick before we get into the service today. Lord, there's so many things that you're doing in our midst, in Joseph Smith and um, for Phil and uh, Lord for the Bendale family. I just thank you that you're, you're with us. When your presence is near, there's nothing that we don't feel like we can do. I love your presence. You've become the strength of my life. I'm thankful that you're here, Lord, and making a dwelling among us. Jesus, we look to you right now as the author and finisher of our faith, 
And we pray, God, that you would bring comfort right now to the Bendel family um, as they are at loss of their husband and father and friend, Paul. Uh, we take comfort in the reality that Paul radically worshiped you and radically was a believer and sacrificed for you for decades. And we trust, Lord, that he's with you right now. But we pray for Phil today in the hospital, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be with him in Jesus' name. I pray that your resurrection power would touch him in his body. I thank you, O oh God, that you will heal his lungs, his kidneys, all of his organs. God, you're going to bring about a great recovery to him today. We speak life over Phil right out in Jesus' name, and we ask that healing would fill his body today in the name of the Lord. Touch Brady um, and, uh, and be with that whole family. We love you, we love you, we love you, Lord Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. Hey, I'm going to switch to the handheld. Are you okay with that? Because I'm getting some feedback. If you have your Bibles today, thunderous Lord. So many things going on, man, with the church packing party, with the church build out, with, with everything. Uh, days like this are really special because we, we mark them in the calendar. So what we committed to doing is the fifth Sunday of every month that we bring all the kiddos into the building and be together as a church family. Now, what we want to do today is today we're going to practice communion, and we just want you to know that we practice open communion as a church. So whether you're a member of our church or you're not, you're welcome to participate in, in communion. We just want to make sure that you know that communion is a serious thing, and you should take it serious. And if you're not right with Christ, just pass on it today. Um, but you want to take this with a little bit of seriousness as if um, we're beholding the Lamb of God. Does that make sense? And so anyhow... And we're going to read today Psalm 124, and uh, what this is, is as we're every fifth Sunday when we get together, there's generally four of them or three of them on the calendar, and while that's significant is because the people of Israel for generations and generations always traveled back to Jerusalem three times a year for these different feasts. And every time there was a feast, whether it was um, for Passover or the Feast of Weeks, uh, they, would, they would travel back to Israel for these big holidays, and they would bring their whole family. So whether before they would even receive any of their harvest, they would bring the first of their harvest back to Israel. And as their family journeyed to Israel, to Jerusalem, this was so significant because they didn't just get in their car and drive and turn on the air conditioning. No, they saddled up the old donkey and they walked. You know what I mean? They marched and the kids played and they ran and they kicked balls and they did all the things that the kids do when they're, when they're walking and marching back to Israel. And one of the things that was most special is every time they would make these journeys, See, when you do a road trip and you travel out to the Grand Canyon or to Niagara Falls, most of the kids nowadays put their headphones on and their tablets and they just kind of wash away. But the way they did it for generations and generations, whenever there was a road trip and we had to go back to Israel, is families would sing songs together. 
except these songs wasn't old MacDonald who had a farm. Uh, it was, uh, it was, there was actually 14 specific songs that Israel sung together every time they journeyed back. And they journeyed back because they had intention. They wanted to honor the Lord first in their life. And the Lord made this a requirement that they all had to go back to Israel. So the whole family would go back and they would sing these songs. And the songs that they would sing would be between Psalm 121 through 134. And all of these songs were the songs that they would sing unto the Lord. They were called the Songs of Ascent. Everyone say Songs of Ascent. And this was important because the leader of the home, the patriarch of the family would initiate these songs and the kids would sing them back and the family would sing them back. And one of the reasons why you need to know that Israel has been a nation that has preserved itself through the years is because they are always rich in tradition. In America, man, we are so loose with tradition. Christmas doesn't even have meaning anymore. But like there are so many things that they did and they did it intentionally and they did it to honor the Lord and they did it the same way every year, every year, every year. And I believe that not just is tradition important, but habits are important. And we want to make sure that people that have habits in their life are generally successful people. They do things consistently. They do it all the time. And they go back to the things that matter most to them. But we want to make sure that as we're raising up children, that we're not just saying, hey, we go to church. No, 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 no. That's, that's not it. In fact, the average churchgoer in America today only attends church once every six weeks. Uh, that's terrible, man. But what we want you to know is that like, it's not about attending, it's about sharing. And so what these forefathers would do is as they would sing these songs, these songs, psalms that were written are songs by King David because they had rich memories. And so the forefathers would say, do you see that, that mountain right there, kids? That's the mountain that King David wrote about when, when the armies marched against him. And this is how the Lord delivered them. And this is how the Lord delivers us. And this is the secret sauce to our family, kids. You know what the secret ingredient is to why our family is successful? You know why we stay together? You know what's been the hope of our family? It's always been the Lord. And it's always been this. And this is why we're gathering. And this is why we're going to sacrifice. And this is why we give to the Lord. And this is what it's about. And they would not just share the songs, but then grandpa or dad would tell the stories of what it meant. And he would explain these songs to you. Does, it, does this make sense? And so what I want to do today is take one of these deep traditions that the Israelites had, and we're going to do together. But before I do that, I realized that I missed something that was very special to y'all. Y'all were supposed to get a testimony today. Y'all want a testimony today? So I'm going to keep you right on the edge of your seat. We're going to go right back to Psalms in one second. Miss Melinda, would you come? She was like hiding from me back there. And she was like, and then I saw her looking at me, smiling all beautiful. She just thought to herself, I'm going to get out of this. And then uh, not a chance. Hey, can y'all give it up for Miss Melinda? 23 years we've been friends and you've been an adopted mom to me for 23 years. This lady would bring me food, man, when I was in college. Anyways, Melissa, God did something significant in your life this weekend. Tell me about it. Melinda. Not Melissa. Melissa. 
Melissa was just who you were talking to. Go ahead. Can Bring I come over here? You can, yeah, please. That's where we want you, actually. Well, luckily, my friend sent me a message about 10.30 last night saying you may be called out tomorrow. So I went ahead and, um, so I don't go off on rabbit trails, um, wrote out my testimony of what's been going on in my life. Is there a Kleenex in here? Tissue? <laughs> That's okay. I can do it. So um, on the 18th of October, just a week and a half ago, thank you, um, I went in for a cerebral angiogram to find out what was going on. What? Oh, okay. So back in March, when I was flying back from Guatemala, I lost the hearing in my left ear. Since then, I've been going through different doctors, different tests to find out what's going on. I can't hear. All I hear is a shh, and it's very loud, and I have a lot of uh, pressure in my ear. So after several CAT scans and doctor's visits, they, they found that I have a large aneurysm, which that instantly brought fear to me because in 2006 I had an aneurysm, and it was not a fun process. So I let the fear take over, and my fear turned into depression, withdrawing, Anxiety, isolation, and all those things do not describe who I am. So we're going to fast forward to September. So from March to September, I'm trying to get results. Um, in September, I was up in Tennessee for the children's ministry, and I got a call that the neurosurgeon had an opening, and he could see me right away. So with fear, I came back to Florida, but my spirit wanted to be in Tennessee, so I didn't listen. Um, when I get there, I find out I have to do another test again. And they did decide that I did have an extremely large aneurysm that needed immediate attention and a smaller aneurysm. So me being me, I can handle this on my own because that's what I do. And um, very few people knew about this, and I tried to keep it a secret. But the fear was just taken over in the isolation, and people started noticing um, but anyway, so we're going to fast forward to Sunday, October 15th. This whole time I can't hear out of my left ear, and I'm going, huh, huh, and I hate that. I, and I can't, I'm with the kids' ministry, and I can't hear the kids properly, and it's just, it was terrible. So I'm fixing pancakes with two of my grandsons, and they kept saying, Gammy, more butter, more butter, more butter, driving me crazy. But suddenly my ears opened, and I could hear, I could hear their, their voices just repeating it. And um, they looked at each other, and they're like, more butter? Because they kept saying this. And um, I'm like, no, keep saying it, because I could hear them. I truly could hear them. And they looked at each other and started jumping, going, Gammy's been healed. Gammy's been healed. So we continue. Wait, it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> so we continue um, with breakfast, and slowly my ear started, the sh started coming back, but very light. And my head is not, like, congested, like it, the pressure that I was feeling. So three days later, I go to the hospital. I'm anxious, but I'm not fearful at this point because I know that the Lord has just showed Thomas and Jensen how faithful he is, and he's right there with us, and he can do all things. And um, so we go to the hospital. I go to the hospital. I have the procedure done, and here's the miracle. So the surgeons come in, not one but two, and they're telling me that they're not sure why these images were appearing. They can't find the images. They cannot find the aneurysms. There was two of them that they thought they seen. They can't find them. 
My aneurysm from 2003 has not changed. It's perfect. It's actually shrunk. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's no medical reason of why I cannot hear. So they kept trying to give me all these reasons of why, and I just simply said, it's because my God is faithful. And he can do all things, and by his stripes I've been healed. So I'm believing, and I want all of you to believe with me that my hearing will restore 100%. Jesus, we pray for Melinda right now, Lord, that you would bring about a perfect healing, a complete healing in the name of Jesus. You are good, and we give you praise, and we thank you that you always hear us when we pray. You know where we are and what we need, and we love you and thank you for your faithfulness, God. We thank you for a complete healing in Melinda's body in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you, Mama. Let's do it, man. God is faithful, man. Uh, Would y'all stand to your feet for the reading of God's word? Yeah, all right. What if the Lord had not been on our side? Let all of Israel repeat. What if the Lord had not been on our side when the people attacked us? They would have swallowed us alive in their burning anger. The waters would have engulfed us, and a torrent would have overwhelmed us. Yes, the raging waters of their fury would have overwhelmed our very lives. Praise the Lord, who did not let their teeth tear us apart. For we escaped like a bird in a hunter's trap. The trap is broken, and we are free. Our help is from the Lord, who made the heaven and the earth. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, help. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Y'all can have a seat. Man. All right. Now, I don't know if you get this here, but this is the way this scripture breaks down. He says, what if the Lord had not been on our side? And then it says, let all of Israel repeat. All right. And so I don't know if you see it the same way I see it, but, um, I, I see it the, a little bit like this. Um, first of all, it's funny. There's not many songs where the chorus starts the song, right? But this is a song. It's, it's, not, it's a poem. It's a song that they would have made. And so somewhere, uh, Grandpa or Dad is driving, and the kids are crazy, and we're trying to settle down the craziness in the room, right? And so I, I thought of a song that starts with a chorus, and it would, it would go something like this. Uh, give me a break. Right, so give me a break. And y'all know it. And so what I think is like, maybe this is one of the favorites where like when grandpa said this one, everyone loved this song and they all knew it. And so when grandpa would say, or dad would say, what if the Lord had not been on our side? Then all everyone would be like, oh, yeah, I know, I know this one. What if the Lord had not been on our side? And it makes me think, what if? Marvel just did a whole series of uh, cartoons uh, about, about what if. And I think about that, and I lean into it, man, and it makes me so daggone emotional. I'm going to try not to think about what if in front of you guys, because I did this morning, and it gets me really, whew, where would I be? Sometimes 
uh, Teresa and I, we go back to my hometown. And I don't, I don't like to go back there because, man, do I remember the darkness that I lived in. I don't like to go down that road. But I tell you, what if God had not been on my side or your side? I don't know where you were, but I remember one. I, I was in multiple car accidents. One time I was in multiple terrible car accidents in a week. And I remember the night that the Lord, man, I was not a Christian. I was not a believer. I was not even in a good space in my life or even in that moment in time. But I remember when the Lord was, something was like, you need to put your seatbelt on. And I can remember, boom, seatbelt going on. And then within 10 seconds, lights were out. And I woke up two hours later in the back of a paramedic. What if God was not on my side? And what if the Lord was not on your side? And this is why it's important because we need to give glory for the things that God's done. And what we need to know is that like, there's a lot of things that I value in my life, you know? Like I was taught great work ethic and I have great work ethic. Like I, I'll work myself till, till I pass out because I believe in it. I believe that work is important and we need to, we are raising a generation. I don't care what anyone says. We are raising a generation that know how to work. This is not going to be a lazy generation. This is going to be a generation of kids that, that fight for the things that matter and are significant. Amen. I don't know what's going on out there, but I just know what's going on in the house of God. But if my kids don't work, learn work ethic, it's important that they do learn what matters most. And it's important that we ascribe the things that matter most to them because we are teaching them. We're teaching them how to check out. We're teaching them how to shut down. We're teaching them how to get learn different emotions, whether, whether it's, it's high or low. We're teaching them depression. We're teaching them anxiety. Or we're, No, 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 no. What we are teaching our kids is where would we be had the Lord not been on our side? We want them to recognize victory. We want them to recognize strength. We want them to recognize priority. Does that make sense? And it's important that you know that I and we and Melissa and us, we get you one hour out of 168 hours a week. You get them the other 167 hours. That's important that you understand that someone is teaching our kids the things that matter most. But I love that Israel had tradition that based in, that would journey together. And these songs were songs of priority. See, like when we go, we have road trip songs that we do. I love, I don't know, when, I'm, when, I'm, when we're going to the beach, my kids know. I got the radio. We're going to listen to Jack Johnson. We're going to listen to banana pancakes on the way to, it's just going to happen. And, and I, cause it, it's chill. It's, that's, that's tradition for me, but there are traditions that value more. And we have to get these things into our family as culture, because it'll be those things that they love when they look back years from now. Remember what we did with mom and dad all the time. These things are important. And this is why the Jewish people are still alive today. Let me keep going here. There's a passage here at the end, towards the end, where he's going to say, uh, Praise the Lord who did not let their teeth tear us apart, for we escaped like a bird from a hunter's trap. And he said it's because we escaped, because the Lord was on our side. 
I remember a time in my life when I was not on the same side as the Lord's. And what I mean by that is, it's important that you understand things are black and white in the kingdom. There is a side. And, and the Lord is for us. He's not against us. But in our life, we can align ourselves with the enemy or we can align ourselves with the Lord. I remember growing up singing songs like, when I die, I want to go to hell. Terrible, terrible things that were dark and aligned myself with wicked things. It aligned my life against God's people for no reason. I was an enemy of God and an enemy of the people of God, and I didn't even know why. But I thank the Lord for his gracious mercy and, and his, his forgiveness and his kindness and his faithfulness and his provision that he called me to this to be where he is into his love. And you need to know, I don't know where you are on your journey with the Lord today, but he is calling you. He is calling you in his loving kindness the same way he called me, the same way he's called all of us here today. Just say, come to me, come to me, come to me, come to me. And so that we can be on the same side as the Lord. And in the end here, he talks about this trap. He talks about how the trap is broken and we are free. And I, I, I want you to know that I do believe in heaven and hell exist. I do believe that eternity is real. When I think about Paul Bendel and what's going on in his life right now, I'm so grateful to know that I can let him go into eternity because of the promise that we have in Christ Jesus. Please understand there is a reality of heaven and hell. It does exist. And while this is significant, it's because it's, we are all going to face that. And so we want to make sure that we are on the Lord's side, and it really is an open door. And I say this in front of the children because we want to make sure that they know that the trap is free. The trap is broken. Really, the only reason why we would remain a prisoner of sin and a slave to the enemy is because we choose to remain in that bondage, in that mindset. I love when Melinda said, anxiety is not who I am. I was, I was experiencing symptoms, but that's not who I am. Like the Lord set me free. I choose to put on uh, worry or doubt or guilt or shame, but the Lord set me free so I can walk in the liberty that he died for me to have. When he released me from shame and bondage and the curse of sin, amen? Where would I be had the Lord not been on my side? So I think about how he made me a friend of the, of the Lamb of God. He made me a friend of the Lord. And he set me free and he welcomed me into his grace and into his mercy and his provision. The trap is broken and we are free and our help is from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. I just want you to know today, I don't know where you are, but the Lord is extending a helping hand to you in your life. I'm seeing it more and more and more and more in my own life right now. Even as the pastor of a church, we're believing for something that was crazy impossible three months ago. And it is happening in a month and a half from now, two months from now. And it's crazy to see the miraculous hand of God. His help, our help comes from the Lord. And he is a helper and he is, he is kind to us, and he wants to show his kindness over your life today and over your family and over your children. And it starts with you just letting him in.
I'm going to move to communion right now. Rich, would you come? And I'm going to ask if we would pass out the elements right now. And uh, if you're at home, we want you to feel welcome to go ahead and get those elements from your kitchen. Uh, You're like, I don't have juice or I don't have bread. You can have anything. it It doesn't matter. Jesus was eating a meal with people. That meal was specific. He was celebrating Passover. But the idea is that we're breaking a meal together. So if you got milk and cookies, man, we can have communion together. I I would like to have communion with you if you were having milk and cookies, for the record. It's, um, the reason what we're trying to do today is we're trying to remember. We're trying to remember tradition. We're trying to remember that being together is significant. We're trying to remember that there's power in community. And, and uh, you can go ahead and just pass them out. Everyone, just hold those elements, if you would, until we're done, and then we'll take them together. Does that make sense? Um, what I know is that there was a time in my life where I, I had to do everything on my own. And I didn't understand what community was. I didn't understand what family was. I didn't understand what purpose was. But when the Lord called me into his, the family of God, I began to understand that I have a place here and a purpose here, and I want you to know you do too. Um, And so the people of Israel in this Psalm 124, uh, they would travel with purpose. And while they were traveling to go and reconcile with the Lord, they would sing these songs with purpose. We want to train our children with purpose. Nothing They're not going to get to where God's calling them to be on accident. We want to make sure that we help them and equip them and train them and all the things that they need to know. And so here today, we're going to take communion together. I'm going to just read this passage to you because really what Jesus was doing on the night that he was betrayed, he traveled back to Jerusalem with his disciples and was celebrating a special dinner. And with that dinner, he sat down with his disciples that night and he said, it's with great honor that I wanted to celebrate this dinner with you. With eager desire, I wanted to eat with you. I want to be with you and just, and one of my favorite moments as a family are the moments that we get together and eat together. One of my favorite moments with anybody is moments that we get together and eat food together. Food is special for me. I don't know. It's, I think it's my love language. Uh, it, there's a book that a guy wrote years ago called the five love languages. I think food is, is all five of my love languages. Um, I love talking about food with people and Jesus was eating this meal and talking about what was going to happen in his body. And all of it carried great significance of years of tradition uh, within the ordinances that the Father gave the, the saints. But today, rather than talking about all the details that happened at that table, I just want to talk about remembering with the people that you're at the table with. And so today, if you're here with loved ones, you're at a table. And I welcome you to the family of God to sit together and remember. There's something powerful about learning to remember. Melinda gave a testimony about God moving in her life, and she just wants to give homage to how the Lord is bringing freedom to her. Well, freedom came to me when I began to understand that Jesus loved me and died on the cross for me. I never knew that a stranger would love me. I always thought I had to earn love, that I had to earn respect. And the reality is what I found out about the gospel of Jesus is there's nothing I will ever do 
that would earn God's love for me. It's a gift. I'm not a big fan of gifts. In fact, gifts make me feel uncomfortable. But this gift was a gift that I desperately needed. And it is the gift of the grace of God. Friends, we all, like this song said that we sang by David, there, it was a trap and we all fell into it and that trap was sin. But I'm so thankful that the Lord was on our side and I'm so thankful that he came when we were an enemy of the Lord and gave his life on, the Cal- on Calvary for us. I don't know if you know the story, but we were enemies of God and Jesus, the Lamb of God, came and laid his life down on the cross stretched out his hands and received nine inch nails into his hands into his feet and they scourged his back 39 times so that we would be healed and be made whole and he laid down his life while he was without sin so that everyone that has sin would find entrance to the father it's through this act of love that we're made right with God Today, I want you to know, I don't know where you are or what you've done, but I believe there's mercy here in this room. I believe there's grace. I believe that the love of the Father is reaching out to many people here in this room today. Jesus, I thank you for the cross. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page at The Way Church Lakeland.